and welcome to the Free Associates. The Free Associates. That's right, folks, the Free Associates. The freedom to associate. The freedom of association. That, like, really, like, primal and important thing that if we want to talk to somebody, we're going to talk to them. And if we want to talk about a certain thing, let's talk about it. It's okay. It's just a conversation, and we're just trying to kind of, like, get it out, get it out, no matter what it is. We're trying to figure it out. And, of course, you know, another rule of the show is no experts. Like, no experts. Like, uh, experts are dangerous because you know what experts will do? They'll just not listen. I want to be careful here. There's a room and space for experts. But you know what experts will do? They'll just stifle a conversation. And here's the other problem with experts. is like, I want to sound smart. You know, like, that's like big part of my identity. Not that I am, but I do want to sound smart. And if there's an expert in the room, they're going to correct me. I don't want to be corrected. And, you know, on a more serious note, here's the thing. We're just trying to figure it out. And if you have a whole bunch of data and stuff like that, it's just going to crush it. We don't know. I don't know. And where we start and where we end is probably the same place. And that's okay. But we want to have an open and just kind of like free and kind of amateurish conversation about anything and everything that we want to talk about. And we are at the basin. We're at the base of that giant mega structure at the center of UMass campus, that Soviet brutalist structure, which I have to say I love more and more. Every time I see it, I, you know, I used to think, wow, that just looks like a brutal structure, you know, just like soul-crushing structure. And now I just get a warm glow every time I see it. And I have to say it looks really good at night, like the lighting at night. And I've just come to love it. And I wonder, I am reading a book right now called Midnight in Chernobyl about the Soviet Union. I wonder... I wonder about the people of the Soviet Union. Maybe they love their big brutalist structures, too. You know, maybe they like their uniforms. I don't know. I really am curious. We need to find them before they pass away, because that's a piece of history that's going to be going soon. Now, we have two guests today. We have Daddy Wags in the studio, returning guest, and we have the Whale Dog. And this is kind of important because the episode... Now, he already said he has an opinion, that he's opinionated, which I don't doubt. And he might even be an expert in the wrong way on this topic. But I want to remind you, if you ever want to look at our readings, they're at thefreeassociates.us. Okay, thefreeassociates.us is where you can find our readings and our podcasts and our dating app and free coupons of friendlies and also the place up in Williamsburg that just closed, free gift cards. I don't know if you saw that in the Gazette. Okay, folks, we're going to be right back. I want you to listen to some Diodato. I want you to groove out. I want you to get up out of your seats. Oh, wait a second. Uh, No, we'll do that when we come back. We'll be right back, folks. Associates that use. I forgot to free associate. So Waylon is going to put his phone down, screen down, Waylon, screen down. Yeah, pocket would be good. Phone caddy be better. And in a couple seconds, do you have your drawing? Do you have your drawing? Okay, three, two, one. I'm about to free associate. In the halls of Montezuma, phone calls are made between the monkey god and the aliens who are visiting the Incans and the Mayans and the Egyptians and bringing it all together because there's nothing better for your skin than oil of Olay, Omar Sharif, Dr. Zhivago, 
It is what it is. And that's it. Boom. I just pre-associated absolutely everything you could pre-associate on that because I'm a pre-associate. That was good. That was good. Oh, that thank was good. you. Thank you. And you're a pre-associate, and you're a pre-associate, and I'm a pre-associate. We're all you pre-associates. Bet. Well, good. Well, welcome. Uh, Daddy Wags, can you introduce yourself? Daddy Wags. That's me. That's it. And I'm a, uh, I'm a uh, slave to the technology of this world. Are you really? In I a was good wondering way. about. Well, I was wondering about that, actually, because we have a kind of intergenerational thing going on mm-hmm. here, right? Like, this is our... This is an intergenerational show, a little bit. Would you consider yourself a baby boomer? No, right? Yeah. You are? Yes. Really? Yes. Huh. You seem so Gen X to me. (laughs) (laughs) You seem so millennial to me. (laughs) (laughs) He's wearing a backwards hat and came in on a skateboard over here. you must be barely a baby boomer. Barely. When uh, were you? Well, I'm th- not going to get into it. Yeah, it's it, all right. Whatever. He's fringe. Like I, I'm I can, fringe. Yeah, I can be anywhere. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I'm a Gen Xer. Like that's who I am. I always say to my students, "You millennials," and they're like, "You're a millennial too." So. Well, you. Yeah, we I'm talked right about this. So this will be interesting because we have in front of us a technology, a couple of articles about technology, and you can read those uh, linked to the Atlantic, which I have to say I got a subscription to. So it's it's been about time oh, because I've okay. been using mm. their articles for every week's show. And I thought it would be only fair for me to do a subscription. And we have a couple articles. We're going to probably deal with the first one in the first half of the show and the second one in the second half of the show. And it, the first article, I'm going to just briefly mm-hmm. summarize it, is that the author has gone to Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show, which has been a big deal for many years, right? It's covered in the news. Like the new gadgets come out, right? This is very much the gadget show, Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Waylon? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is something you you might follow, for example. I do. You do. Like, if, during this Consumer Electronics Show, you're online thinking, well, what, what's coming down the road? Yeah, it's also big for different things like video game consoles and things like okay. that. So there's, there's different kind of niches inside of that, but yeah. I remember that, uh, like, in its beginning, it was in the s- same week as the pornography convention or nice. something like <laughs> Not because I've ever been to Vegas or yeah, so. You, so that's what you, your two weeks vacation. That's what you. Uh, <laughs> well, that's just excellent repartee. Beautiful. Um, now, do you follow that consumer electronics show? Is that something that you would look into, Daddy? Wags? I mean, uh, um, if, if some news comes out of it about okay. something that's new and interesting, sure, yeah. yeah I, I, but I, I'm not. I'm not aware of it until it's about to happen, and, and I start seeing previews of it. I'm okay. not like it's not like one of these things where I, I mark it on my calendar. You're not streaming it or anything. No, like that. no. But I, I I seem to think that I might have gone to one of those like a long time ago okay. I, when I had a different kind of work. But it was you know when technology was you know it was flip phones. Yeah, know? yeah, sure. <laughs> and so the author's gone to this show, and I think that the. The the thesis is pretty clear in this article that the author feels like a lot of the gadgets at this year's show is trying to correct problems that are caused by too many gadgets. Yeah. And that there's no awareness on the part of the gadget tech companies that they're the cause of this problem and has a lot of vitriol for these new gadgets that are coming out, which a lot of which, you know, are basically like, seem to be related to your weight or, or like your fitness, right? Yeah. Like they're fundamentally sound like a bunch of fitness gadgets, like what you should be eating, what's your DNA, how you should be shopping, scales and stuff like that, which by the way, I just got a scale in the mail. Um, I ordered it, by the way, it wasn't sent to me anonymously, <laughs> although I will say this, I will say this, um, I got a, a set of Oculus Rift virtual reality glasses sent to my house 
randomly. Those are expensive. I know. Did it have a return address? Wow. Just no. And we did not order it. Did you open it? What are you doing? Did you use it? Um, I'm going to figure out to make sure that like this isn't going to be charged to us, and then I'll sell it on eBay. No, that's the last item in the world I want in my house, and be honest with you. Maybe Bezos sell, sold it to you. Or mm-hmm. no, um, it's not Bezos. Facebook. Zuckerberg. I don't know what it is, but I don't want it in my house. It it really feels like the opening of a science fiction novel, right? Like Oculus all of a sudden, <laughs> well, this is the difference in the virtual, out, is, is virtual awesome. reality itself. That is this, not something like, here. Oh no! You're not into well, that. first of all, I just got to say that um, I get nauseated by that, like physically. Yeah. Like yeah. I have whatever that is that makes you feel dizzy when you have them on. I went to uh, Mass Mocha and did the Laurie Anderson yes. thing, and I thought it was really cool. Like I liked what she was doing with it. I just I, I have a visceral physical experience with it, and I have a lot of trepidation about the coming of virtual reality, right, guys? No? Uh, Blank no. stairs. I, I think, no. I, think I, I think I think I might have had it before I, before I went to the Laurie Anderson exhibit, and there, there are two of them, and the one, that, that the, the one that's actually in its own little dark yeah. room, uh, it kind of blew me away. I mean, yeah. I didn't expect to be as into it as I – it's like the thing where I, I will go to Mass Mocha every – month every five weeks every six weeks and book time in that every time oh yeah so yeah. I've, I've gotten pretty, pretty into it so the idea that someone would send me a virtual reality uh, thing in in the mail that i would do at home maybe that is maybe that is too much maybe it maybe yeah. it's good that i have to drive an hour out to huh. mass mocha to, to to enjoy this stuff but uh, i'm not as freaked out by it as you so are. this goes to our articles right it's about the second one that we'll talk about in the second half about limiting yourself yeah you're saying that drive to Adams kind of like keeps your addiction at bay. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Waylon, I mean, so are we talking about re- well, virtual reality? We're, we're or going gonna, back to the we're article. We're going to come back to the article okay. in a minute, but since it's come up, um, I have a lot of trepidations. Yeah. Aside from my, of course, my physical experience, color is how I feel about this. Like, I was in the Laurie Anderson thing. I thought this is cool, and I'm about to puke on myself. This feels really and sweaty and clammy. It's just my. Yeah, of course, yeah. because mm-hmm. because it's the first generation of a of a new technology, so we well, haven't fully figured out the kinks. So, does that mean that you totally disregard it as as a kind of scientific achievement or a technological achievement that has a lot that it can do? Or that's the and it goes back to this is the essentially the thing that I have a problem with of the article. It's the, wow. the what I what I call the SLL, the self loathing luddite. It's they haven't fully grasped one the technology and two their self discipline. When did yeah. you come up with that acronym? Yeah, I just came up with it when I was reading it. I was like, oh my god, because it's something that happens in both articles. This yeah. this happens, but well, the second article it's, is it's an inability but, okay. to control not only the technology but yourself, and that's that's my qualm with this. It's hmm. the idea that at the Consumer Electronics Show. You're putting yourself in the lion's den of these new novelty creations, and you're upset? Don't well, go. Okay. Put the phone down. Don't okay. put on Oculus Rift, but okay. don't knock the individuals that are using that in some entertainment or product, productive manner. Okay. That is a fair Yeah, critique. but what if you were going to the con- consumer's heroin show, and, and suddenly like you couldn't stop yourself from... You know, from shooting up heroin every day, it's like there's there's some kind of a there's something about there's something about tech, some forms of technology that can become so uh, so entrenched in our lives that that the 
th- that we become that we start th- looking at them as invasive. And um, I think so, like self-loathing Luddite. To some extent, I thought that the article was more about forget the self-loathing. I mean, he was kind of like jokingly saying, "I can't control it," but he was kind of really pointing the fingers at these people who make who manufacture these things and saying. These folks, you know, have created this stuff, and they want to run my life, and they want this and that, and and so there's the loathing also was was outwardly directed as well. Oh yeah, yeah. No, well, no. Let, and can we be clear? Yeah. I I feel like the second person has self loathing. Like clearly, yeah. The second article talks like first a, person uh, is more contempt for society. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that first person talks about a technology addiction of their own. Like they definitely feel like yeah, I a, might be blending them. A witness and a, like kind of a witness to the mm. show. The first one, the f- the first article is more of it's written very well, but it's written as like it's almost like a teenager epiphany. It's something that is totally obvious and 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 out there, but he's coming to this conclusion of, oh my God, the consumer electronics is is feeding off of the fears and anxieties of you. This is exactly how our society has operated for decades, if not millennia. The idea that your skin is bad and so you need to buy these beauty and cosmetic product products, the idea that you are you're fat, so you need somehow they were going to save you through this product. That is not a new thing. It's just bringing technology into the fold. Yeah. So the idea that he's saying that it's, technology it's a, is the just, downfall, just be, it's the yeah. so, societal Sorry. perceptions and the implementation of this ide- ideology that we are not worth it is the real cause for concern here. And that's yeah. been around forever. Yeah. And just to be clear, it's, it's Amanda Mall's article. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So um, she's uh, – I do think that – I get what you're saying. I also think that it is a little bit – if I'm one of these producers of these electronics, it's like, well, I can't really win then. Like I'm trying to make – this is what I do. I, I produce electronic gadgets. Like that's my, that's my company. And I'm trying to ameliorate the situation by trying to use them for good. And – um, this is not making you happy. In fact, it's actually making you madder at me because um, I'm not like I'm not like fessing up to all the damage I've done. So it does feel a little unfair. Yeah, maybe an unintended uh, unintended benefit or not not benefit, unintended uh, lack of benefit that happens when you when you create something. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about something as. I'll say simple, even though it's not a simple tech- technology, but something like a GPS that has completely revolutionized the way that ordinary people get around from one pl- from point A to point B. Amazing. However, I know for myself that I used to have a really good sense of direction because mm-hmm. if I was trying to come to your house and you would say, "Okay, well, you when you get down." When you see the Shell station, you turn right, and then when you and then drive down. There's going to be a friendlies. You're going to turn left. Well. Now I don't notice the shell station. I don't sure. notice the so my brain has been reprogrammed to the point where where if if for some reason my phone is dead and I don't have the GPS at my disposal, my my natural inner sense of direction has has been affected. So And then so, that's you and then your right. your son will have it even more potentially and and then a whole set of skills will be lost. Like tuning a guitar, like now you can use guitar tuner and I used to be able to tune a guitar way faster. Right. And now I just that's just not there. But why is this bad? Why is well, this bad? Okay. We have appendages that we don't use because over over you know centuries and centuries and, and thousands of years we don't we just don't need them anymore. The idea that the phone dies is I mean and then I mean 
hold a compass in your car. I don't like. I don't know what the what the situation is where it's that's a bad thing. The, I don't t- the guitar you, tuner. I, I can do that in about yeah. ten seconds on my phone, and. I'm good. Okay, so I, I think that when you say you don't know what, I think that's right. I think it's hard to know long term, like when certain skills fall out, mm. um, what is relevant for later on. I mean, I, I kind of agree with you and perhaps also with you, Daddy Wags, that the article I think is perhaps a little unfair. However, um, the I feel like the problem with like the modern tech thing is that it's taking our like connections and making them into angel hair pasta opposed to like some deep profound connections that get made like the wires are getting kind of smaller and thinner the connections are getting more superficial and there is something to be said for like forcing yourself to do things that can impact uh other skills and other things in other ways i mean why else do we teach all kids math i mean how many of those kids are actually going to use math i don't think we teach kids math um, because they're all going to be mathematicians or computer scientists, I think it's so that they're forced to think, and yep. they're they're forced to make deep connections. Analytical so problem if, solving. If Daddy Absolutely. Wags is only on his GPS, he perhaps is losing some muscle muscle memory and stuff like that with his with his abilities. But uh, we use calculators. How many people do not use a calculator now in their adult life? Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. it's what we're saying. It's not. There isn't some sort of essence that you're totally missing because the GPS has been introduced into the life. That's what I'm saying. It's it, it, just similarly on the on the mathematics. Like we understand wayfinding at an early age, north, south, east, west. We understand direction and kind of the the broad basis or the the essential things of navigation. But you know, are we gonna? Is this gonna be the zombie apocalypse where we're gonna be like trying to figure out where we are? No, I don't. I, I just want to be clear that that's not my contention. Like, if we had a solar flare, I think we'd bounce back pretty quickly. Like, if we lost all our technology, you know, it would take, we'd be like, oh, gee, uh, how do we do this again? And we would figure it out. I think that at least my claim is is that perhaps without doing some like these calisthenics, including the calculator, perhaps, you know, we might be missing out on a fuller life and a, like a deeper, deeper understandings, deeper analytical abilities. Yeah, I wonder whether um, when you think about the amount of the amount of things that have to come out, come be processed through your brain that used to say back before this technology existed, and so now um, because I don't need to do the math in my head or, or or write it out, I could just punch it onto my onto my calculator. So that saves me time because I don't have to figure out how to get to from point A to point B, I just punch it into my GPS. That saves me time. So all this time that used to be used in in figuring stuff out is not necessary anymore. So where does that time go? Now, does that make us more, has it raised us to a point where we are now thinking about bigger and greater things so that so the society is being pushed forward and becoming more efficient, more, uh, more inventive or whatever? Or is it, is that being replaced by the other stuff in our technology where I'm sitting and playing, you know, backgammon on my phone or, or whatever that, so that, I think that's where yeah, one sure. of the part where I kind of I think about it is like where it's, you know, we've have one, we have like a certain amount of, of time and, and brain power that we utilize and what is it being used for? Is it, are we, you know, are we better off for it? Yeah. Just like on a daily basis and perhaps long term. I'll give you an example. Um, 
The other thing, of course, is that uh, connections get lost. So I remember once I met Robin. We were going to go out uh, for dinner or something, and her bike had a flat tire. We were on 33rd and 5th Avenue, okay, in, in New York, because we were still living in New York. And Robin was spending like 45 minutes trying to get Yelp back on her phone so we could find a bike shop. And I was like, finally, I'm like, there's literally 100,000 people passing us right now. There's like every restaurant has a bike bike delivery person. Let's go ass. And I think what I ended up doing is like, I'll be back in a couple of minutes. So my bike was working. I just cruised down 34th until I saw a bike shop. And then I came back and got her bike. You know, so, of course, there's a lot of that, too, where you don't stop. You don't pull over and say, hey, where's that thing up there? And then they're like, well, you take a left and you take a right, right? I mean, we don't have to overstate it. It doesn't have to be apocalyptical. And I do have to say, this is like a, a, another thing, um, perhaps for a different episode, but I feel like you can't go on Netflix without some documentary talking about how this is the worst end of the world. You know, it just could be anything. <laughs> I mean, we live in a culture where it's just one thing after another. It's like door handles. Door handles are ruining the world. <laughs> like, guys, like, Eight-part miniseries. let's just pick one thing that's ruining the world. Because, I mean, it's become an industry of gloom. There's an industry of gloom there. And I do think, reading this article, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not as, I'm not as grumpy as this person. You know, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. person is so grumpy. They're really being unfair to this electronics. They're, they're doing what they are responding to the fact that people... They, they, this is it. They're well, trying to respond. And one of the biggest tells in the article is is there's embedded in it is, is a criticism at one point that the, all of these kind of gluttonous technologies are not doing anything for uh, sol- the, solving cancer and everything. Yes, they absolutely are. They're just not going to the consumer mm-hmm. electronics show. The consumer electronics show is a show specifically for consumers and the kind of gadgetry gadgetry yeah. and and novelty the technology if you want to get into the the absolute wealth of technological advancements that we've done in the name of science they don't go and get awards at, at ces they get the nobel peace prize for for saving countless amounts of lives. Yeah. So the it was just such a unfair fish in a barrel situation. Yeah. Right? And I think she also <laughs> author also was was um, seemingly to seeming objecting to the approach of some of the uh, the representatives. I don't know if they were salespeople, but the people who are running the booths there. Yeah. And did not like the way that they kind of like proselytize their 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 gadgets and but. But that is also unfair because you know, these people are, are speaking to the choir. Who goes to the, the consumer electronics show but people who are really into that stuff? And then you get the occasional you know, writer from the Atlantic or mm-hmm. a person from somewhere else who wants to go there and, and kind of you know, shoot fish in a barrel, so to speak. And, uh, but most of the people who pass by that booth they want that information that these people are, are, are feeding them. And that's, that's the whole reason they're feeding that information. They know that that's, that's what, they're, what their consumers are looking for. They want to know all this little stuff, why this, why this uh, app is going to do this or that. That's what they're into. Yeah, so. yeah. I agree. I mean, it's gadgets. And so people who like gadgets, it's like that's a whole way of thinking. Like, yeah. And I, I've flirted with that at times. You know, it's like a language and a way of thinking. And it gets people excited. So... I have noticed a trend, um, particularly, like I do like Atlantic Magazine, but there's a lot of these shorter articles that are fish-in-the-barrel kind of articles. Mm-hmm. They're, they're almost like upper-middle-brow clickbait, 
where they're like, let's go take a bat to this, whatever this topic is, and just be- beat it up for, you know, 10 paragraphs. Well, who's going to click on an article that says, hey, I went to the Consumer Electronics Show, and there was some really cool stuff there. I mean, yeah. really, I mean, there's, there's not, because if you really, if, if you're into that, then you probably already know the yeah. cool stuff Well, you're stuff not reading there. The Atlantic. But, you're yeah, reading you're, Wired the, for that. Right. right. The people who, are, who want to, the people you're trying to attract are those who are going to have also that same kind of, you know, cynical or at least semi-cynical attitude. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's a little bit preaching to the choir. And yeah. Just one really. more note, too. The idea that there, that I also find kind of, um, the idea that the useless gadgetry is a bad thing, that's the idea that you can solve a problem or you know exactly what a consumer wants on the first go of something is not how innovation happens. Mm -hmm. You're going to make a thousand things and maybe one will stick, but it's the idea that there's a whole bunch of different people that are creating different parts and then networking at places like CES and talking to each other because one might have some awesome, innovative use of a heart rate monitor, but they might have bad packaging or they might not have X, Y, and Z on their thing. And it's the coming together of all these innovations. Most of those are going to go are going to yeah. go extinct. Yeah. But that's the it, that's how innovation works. You create all this stuff and then you see what rises to the surface. So the idea that all of this is just, you know, for not is not actually how innovation works. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, now this is interesting because I don't feel like this is I feel like I'm somewhere in between this article and what you just said. Like the article in its strident tone, I've, I've kind of reject because I don't think it's fair. However, gadgetry is, uh, in my opinion, can be a real distraction from larger connections and experiences. But I like the way you're framing it because you're framing this. And I do think this is also true. And, you know, you can just go online whenever I need a tech question resolved. There's a bunch of people who connect over this stuff. That is that the objects that they might have might be disconnecting objects, right? Uh, even like a pair of headphones. Well, headphones are listening to music. You're off on your own. But you go online and there's these communities talking about, oh, did you try the Bose noise canceling? So it's not just one thing, right? Because people do connect over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, the, it's the, that democratization of information and the, the, the idea that I can go, I, I drive my 1988 Toyota van, right? Mm-hmm. And I, the starter goes or the fuel pump goes and there is a detailed thread of with pictures of exactly how to replace everything on that mm-hmm. that is a connection yeah of that a is kind. a connection of a kind of a kind of a kind and then we but were talking is, about we yeah, talked about this on other episodes well it's beautiful in so many ways i guess you know uh, it would be also easy to romanticize you going three farms down and talking to old Jim, Jim Jones about the starter there. And then, all right, we'll pull it up and we'll put it up on that. You know what I mean? Well, so just adding to that right there, that is, there is a, a middle ground there. When I go to Greg's Auto, guys are great over there right near the school. Yep. I go, hey, I found this tutorial online this is exactly what i need i got these parts on ebay and i saw how this and he goes oh my god let's go let's do it so that is there is you know bringing that information to i think that that like the story with robin there's a middle ground in there if if the app if the yelp doesn't work it you can go and do that that that's you there's there's options there it shouldn't always be go the tech route but there's options now 
there's options now and 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 nothing is really totally hard and fast Mm-hmm. Okay, now, folks, we're going to be back after a quick musical break. I picked a little bit of kind of ominous electronic music. Waylon, do you know what this is from? No. Oh, come on, man. It's our shared passion. <laughs> you don't know it, huh? I got, I got nothing. Wild, wild, I got wild, nothing. Wild, wild, wild Country. Ooh. And the soundtrack to that is so amazing, you know. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So, folks, you're listening to WMUA Amherst. I want to remind you that all our readings and all our everything, including our dating app, which is an exclusive dating app, and we have... It just matches you with me over and over. <laughs> well, which would be great because we're waiting for Waylon to settle down, get married, have kids, stop trying to be so cool all the time. So we'll be back in just a minute. This is WMUA Amherst, and our website is thefreeassociates.us. Enjoy this one, which is... Be grateful for this beautiful home. Well, that's an apt, apt title. We'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> 